0: listeners and welcome to the Morning Game magazine podcast. It is the second of the series um, and thank you to all of those who tuned into our first episode with Coach John Cofino. John has coached basketball all over the world so it's great to have his insight on the show and we wish him all the best for the future. In this edition we're very excited to have Coventry Blaze coach Chuck Weeb on the show. We discussed with Chuck the Blaze's playoff win last year and how he settled in in Coventry. We also talk about his career in the NHL Development Leagues and some of the great pros he's coached over the years. It really is a great listen with Chuck, so we hope you enjoy. And please let us know what you think. Enjoy. So cool. So you're um, you're six games into the season. So what have you yep. made of it? What have you made of it so far, Chuck?
1: Well, we definitely haven't got off to the start uh, that we've wanted. Um, you know, we we struggled to score goals for a, a large portion here. Um, we've only really had two games where I thought our offensive output matched the skill level that we have. Um, and unfortunately that one of those two games we gave up 10 goals against um, so but I still think there's a lot of potential within this room and everything else and uh, hopefully the game on Sunday kind of got our forward some confidence and we know we can uh, consistently defend better than we did that day
0: yeah I mean um, obviously after what happened last season with your playoff win and and um, and all that stuff um is there there's obviously going to be extra pressure on you guys. Have you really noticed that in this new season?
1: Well, I mean, of course, the the fans have more pressure. You know, always will put more pressure on you. That's the nature of fans being fans. Um, But, you know, if anyone that knows the game knows, I mean, we have 12 new players and there's an acclamation. It's not like we're returning um, 15 guys. You know, like Cardiff returned, I think, 15 of their players they only changed out four yeah you know and then you look at most of the other teams you know that the, you know Brayhead and Sheffield had the Champions League so they had an extra three weeks of prep and um, you know so it you know it, it takes a little time to kind of get some chemistry and stuff and hopefully we're starting to see that a little bit of late
0: yeah I mean um I mean looking at last year and um, the impact hey hold either. on
1: one second I gotta answer the door hold on
0: it's, it's another all right. Um, yeah, looking at last season and the, um, the impact you had um, at the club, um, what were your real expectations coming into? Because it's the first time you've coached over here, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, this is I mean, really, last year is my first year in Europe, um, you know, starting in the KHL and then <clears throat> ending up moving over here. So, I, you know, it was definitely a, an eye opener for me. It's, you know, Europe is a totally different style of hockey. Than north america um so it was definitely different i mean the uk is a little bit more similar to to my background um you know so i knew a number of the players um on team from last year and stuff so you kind of had a gauge of the level um but you know the group that i inherited it was uh you know a great group of guys you know that was just looking for uh you know, we, we identified three things to, to get better at, and they did it. You know, the fitness, um, defensive structure, and uh, believing in each other a little bit. And, and we were able to get those three going, and then we, we got hot at the end of the year. Um, I think we were 15-6-2 my last 23 games. But we started, everyone forgets, we started 1-9 when I first got here. You know, we beat yeah. Fife before Christmas, but besides that, we lost nine games. Um, as the guys kind
0: of figured it out yeah I mean um, obviously new season started um, and it hasn't probably been as gone as well as you would have hoped um, but I mean looking at last year how important is it to sort of have that momentum going into the last bit because you really went off the back of that and you went into the playoffs in your sixth seed with
1: Believe, weren't you we were we were the city yeah we started when I first got here we were ninth in the league Um, we got up to six and we knew we weren't going to catch the top five because i mean there was such a point discrepancy by the time i got here um so we we knew we couldn't get top five um so the goal was to to get that sixth spot and um you know and and you want to carry the momentum or the expectations you you want to set the bar high which i felt we did even the start this year um you know and now it's just putting the work into to to attain our goals
0: yeah for sure i mean you really were the su- surprise package last year in terms of winning the playoffs. Um, I think it's the first time you guys have done it since 2005, I believe. Um,
1: I I mean, th- yeah, I think 2005, and we were the lowest seed to ever win the playoffs. I think the fourth seed was the previous low before us,
0: which is incredible, really. I mean, um, and that really does say a lot about that winning mentality going into the end, because I don't think teams really, um, from what I saw, the playoffs really knew how to take the take you did they in that in that playoffs i think it was a completely different side to what they probably played in the past in in the season um,
1: it's yeah it's different this this league is different it's the first time that i've ever coached in a league where the regular season means so much um you know and i guess that's the football mentality here mm. um you know where i come from you it's it's about winning the playoff championship it's no one remembers the regular season champion but they always remember who wins the stanley cup you know, at the end of the year, um, so it's a little different mentality, but you you try to adjust and adapt.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I was actually at your last your last last regular season game against um, the Stingrays, and uh, yeah. I we spoke I... briefly on the phone a few days later, and you said, um, we asked, we spoke about how you're fine in the league. Um, you obviously like it enough because you you stayed. Um, what sort of made you stay on in in Coventry?
1: Well, you know the ownership group here is fantastic. Um, you know Andy, Mike, and James. You know, or you know, and the staff. You know, from from Smalls to Nikki to Sarah and Rob, they're all good people, and you know that goes a long way. Um, my wife and I were expecting our first child uh, in November, so you know that was a big part of us coming back as well as. You know, we looked at a couple other leagues, but being our first child, we really didn't want non-English-speaking doctors and, and things like that. And, uh-huh. um, so that was, that was a, a part of it as well from a family standpoint. My wife is comfortable here, um, you know, so there, there's a lot of different things personally and professionally that go into making that decision, um, you know, moving forward.
0: Oh well, congratulations! I didn't actually know that, but congratulations on the, the birth Thanks. of the child. Um, so are you so you enjoying Coventry then? You enjoying the city, the, the passion? They, I mean, I was I was sort of taken away actually by the passion in the last regular game. I mean, it was a great atmosphere at the at the venue and um, at the Sky Dome. I mean, was you was you kind of shocked when you first came in to to
1: sort of see that? A little bit, yeah. I mean, definitely the European fans is something that uh, you kind of wish the North Americans more consistently took on um you know but it, especially the way the fans cheer and and you know support the boys and and everything else and, and our fans are passionate and um you know i think our fans kind of appreciated the hard work last year we we weren't the most talented team i think we had the second fewest goals for in the whole league last year um but the fans appreciated how hard the guys worked and uh you know unfortunately we got out, we've gotten off to a slow offensive start again uh, but I think it shows the Brayhead game and then the Belfast game. Our fans really appreciated how hard the guys worked and competed
0: yeah, um definitely, and i mean that 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 is another a sort of a great stat, but I suppose it just shows that it's all about um having that tight defense as well and sort of grinding out games and that was um that was evident in the playoffs um i mean I, yeah. I, it was it really was an impressive display by you guys, sorry, going back to the playoffs last season. It really was an impressive display. Every time you guys played, did you just sort of have a feeling that you know this this is gonna work, this is gonna play out for us?
1: I, well, it wasn't. You, you always there's always a chance you're gonna lose a game, but I think the guys last year believed in themselves that, that the game was close. It, it favored us. You know whether we were up a goal, whether we were down a goal. Um, you know I think the Bray had the first um, this, the quarterfinal game against uh, series against Brayhead in the Challenge Cup helped propel us a little bit. We were down 3-1 going to Brayhead, and then to give up the first goal, so technically down 4-1, but we come back to tie it 4-4 to go on in the shootout. I think that kind of gave the guys some belief that you're never quite out of it. And um, we had a number of games down the end of the season where we might have given up an early goal, but we'd come back and win 2-1 or win 3-2. And we were a team last year that was very comfortable in our
0: identity that way. Yeah. Um, and it must be great for your young players to sort of experience that because it really is sort of character building. Um, I spoke to Venus, um, after the, the whole game and he was, you could see that it, he was, it was invaluable the experience he was getting by being coached by yourself and also playing with the likes of Cowley and, um, Calder. I mean, it, it must, is it great to have those young players that sort of really are coming through because they did step up a lot of them last season, didn't they?
1: They did, and, you know, and you can even see a guy like Venus this year. Um, you know, Chalmers—they've become valuable uh, penalty killers for us. You know, they're playing valuable five-on-five five minutes for us. Um, like right now, Russ Venus is our, our, our has our our best plus-minus on our team. Um, you know, so that goes a long way to to yeah. him to show the improvements that he's made in his game. You know, to show that in our group right now, he has our he has our best plus-minus.
0: That's great. I mean, um, I, I've, I've interviewed Russ before, actually, and um, he's been around for, I mean, you look back at pictures, he really has been around a long time
1: at, at the Blaze. Um, but is he 21 years old and he's like a five-year pro or a four-year pro, so?
0: Yeah, it's, it must be great to have him around as well because um, they know what it's like to play for the Blaze. And um, I, I lived in Coventry myself and I could, you know, where a lot of, in this country, a lot of um, sort of cities are sort of are all big football bla- football teams although they have Coventry City, of course, the football team, there's also a lot of Blaze presence, isn't there? Um, And that must be great for you guys to sort of really know you're making a difference in the city by, um, by doing what you do.
1: Well, yeah, it is. And, you know, and the guys, you know, do a lot of things they don't get credit for out in the community, going to schools, um, you know, doing charity work and stuff like that, that, a lot of our guys do on their own without the news publicity or a paper following them or a TV station. And, you know, that I give a lot of credit to the players as well as, you know, Sarah and Rob and James to set up those types of things for the, and help set up those types of things for the players so they can get back to the community.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's great. It's great to see. Um, I mean, looking, um, looking at your past and um, the sort of in the development leagues and stuff like that, you've obviously coached a lot of young players and, um, do you Do you really enjoy that side of coaching with the sort of the young players who are sort of obviously eager to learn the game and how they are as a, how they can evolve as a player
1: well for sure you know i, I you know that's that was the kind of the, the the hope for this year when we did the deal with milton keys as we i was hoping to spend more time with uh like Bobby Chamberlain and Lewis Hook and Dave Clements and you know um, James Griffin. Um, unfortunately, their schedule has been pretty busy, so we haven't got a mu- as much time with those guys. And they're, you know, their first contract is to Milton Key, so we haven't been able to use them as much as I would like. Um, but you know that that that's a lot of fun when the, you can see the kids that want to get better, and you know those types of kids are the future of the the GB program and. Um, you know this league as well, um, so as many kind of touches you can get with those guys to to give them little snippets and information to get better is is huge.
0: Yeah, I mean you you, talk, you just mentioned the GB program, and um, I interviewed um, Tony Hand. He was a GB head coach for quite a few years, and he um he sort of just, he said that he was frustrated with the um sort of the the lack of time he had of the players um, and maybe the, the resources we had, but The way you guys run, from what I've seen of the Blaze, you run a very professional outlet there, don't you? Um, We we try. (laughs) I mean, how much can GB learn from from the way you elite guys are doing it at the moment?
1: Well, you know, there's definitely some things. I mean, it's tough for the GB program per se, just because they they only have the guys for short training camps. Um, But it's kind of a culture thing that that basically the ownership group decided that they wanted to change. You know, we work out three days a week. Um, the boys, are they're at the gym three days a week. Um, you know, we practice four days a week. We're a little limited on our ice time, unfortunately, just because of how busy the Sky Dome is with figure skating and public skating and stuff like that. But we maximize that ice time. We do video, um, you know, so we do a lot of those teaching-type things. And that's just where I come from, you know, in the ECHL and the American League and stuff like that, you know, you're practicing, you're working out because it's about getting those players better for the NHL, um, that way. So it's a different kind of mindset. Well, here it's a little bit more, more about winning, um, but they want you to help develop the kids as well along the way. And hopefully you just give those kids habits and stuff that will carry over with them that just become part of their day in and day out training.
0: Yeah. That's great. Um, talking about this sort of the NHL sort of development league, which you sort of work, you worked in, didn't you? Do do you miss that side of things?
1: Oh yeah, you know, you, the the caliber of players, you know, that you're working with and stuff like that is is enjoyable. Um, you know, I I had as a head coach, I had four great years in Cincinnati. You know, we won two championships. We led pro hockey in wins over those four years. Um, and then to get to move on to Rochester and San Antonio to work with the Panthers organization for four years, you know, you look now at the Panthers, and you know, there's a there's a lot of guys that I coached that are in the NHL playing for them right now. Um, you know, so to to, to watch to go back and watch them on TV, and you know, there's guys playing for the Canadians right now. There's guys playing for Nashville right now. I'm um, trying to think. We, I, there's a guy. You know, there's players all over now in the NHL that I've coached. You know, at different times, so it's nice to see those guys and see them have success. Um, you know, when you, you can kind of see guys how hard they work and how committed they are, and those are the ones that you you kind of in the back of your mind that you go, they get it yeah. and they make it, and, and most of them, you know, fortunately have. And you know, they might not be regulars, but they're getting ga- you know they're getting games or they're you know they're they're getting a, a chance to play in the highest league in the world.
0: Yeah, I mean that must be phenomenal. I mean, last um, the last podcast we done, we spoke with um, a basketball coach. He he was um, in the NBA development league, and yep. I sort of asked him a similar question: though. What is it like seeing these young guys coming through? And I mean, same for you, really. Do you look at them and go, you know, these this guy's this guy's going to the very top? I mean, is it easy to tell? I mean, how? Is... It's
1: it's some it's not it's sometimes it is, uh, but sometimes it's guys that need a push. There's sometimes there's guys. That you're like, if he does, he has the ability to play there, but unless he figures it out, you know, as far as work ethic, as far as commitment in the off season, they might not get there. And unfortunately, there's a lot of guys that you're like, geez, if you just, you know, if you could just see it, see yourself from my eyes, you you would have a chance to make have a really good career and, and everything else, and. Um, but you know, it happens that way. Everyone has to have you have to have that internal motivation as well as the external.
0: Yeah, I mean, is there any sort of players that stick out in your mind now when you when you think back to your your NHL day, your development league days? They think, yeah, it's great. Like you said, you see him on TV. Are you thinking you knew he'd make it? You, you know, it must be great to see that.
1: Um, trying to think. Probably David DeHarnay was right. one. Okay. We all had him for his whole rookie year in Cincinnati, yeah. uh, And actually, the assistant GM for the Canadians at the time asked me because he, he wasn't getting any time in the American League, and the American League coach wasn't really didn't think he would be able. He's too small, and I was like, "He's gonna play in the NHL, trust me. He's gonna <laughs> play in the NHL." And uh, you look now; he's basically Montreal's second line center. I think he just signed a six year, twenty one million dollar contract. Wow! So he made it. You know, it's not bad for a kid starting in the ECHL as a rookie. You know, and he was special. You know, his vision, is compete. I mean, he's only five foot six, but he just competed so hard, and he loved the game. He was on the. I, I had to kick him off the ice at times because <laughs> he was always on the ice working on things.
0: Really, I mean, it must be great for you to sort of be the one to say he will play in the NHL, and um, and then he that, does. That make it. One, yeah,
1: that one stands out. Um, other players that, you know, I've had Jacob Markstrom in Vancouver. I had him for four years in San Antonio uh, until, until Florida made the decision to trade him. Um, Vinny Trocheck, Alex Petrovic, Quentin Howden, all of those guys in um, Florida right now. Uh, Mike Koska spent some time in the NHL. I had him in Rochester. I mean, you can kind of look. If you go through my hockey DB, you can kind of see – you know, all the guys that end up in different spots and stuff like that. I mean, there's so many guys that have, are, are getting time in the NHL now, which is great to see.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, for you coaching the, sort of the guys at the Blaze, do you, do you talk to them much about these guys? Like, you know, how you how I can learn from them?
1: A little bit, you know, to see comparables, you know, in guys and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to get actually the internet working better here, so on um, my I, I, I can hook my iPad into the TV, so they can watch the NHL on the fly highlights in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's kind of good for these guys. You kind of you see some things in in these games, and you might be able to try to take it to your own game. Oh, um, um, you know, kind of thing. So you know, those are types of little things you try to do to to help give the guys um, some added motivation.
0: Oh yeah, great. I mean, that's I think I'm sure they. You know, you can learn, learn endless things from watching these guys at the NHL. You know, I've been um, trying to sort of get involved with it more myself, sort of watch it more. Um, it's a great sport, ice hockey, I think. I think it's, yep. it's very physical. It's uh, definitely got an entertainment value. I mean, what what sort of aspect of the sport do you love the most? Not so much the coaching, but the sport itself.
1: Um, hmm. I probably it's just so, I don't know. It's been so part of my life. It's so ingrained in me. Like I don't even know what else I would do if I wasn't working in hockey right now. <laughs> um, I, I think it's just it's it's the speed of the game. It's the the fact that it's not like it, there's so much improvisation that has to go on. Like players, you see players' natural skill level come out, and you know just to to see the to see the plays that these guys can make at the speed they do it especially with the, the contact that is out there as well, um, it's just impressive to watch. I think it's a, a game that's never, unfortunately, it's not made for TV. It's a game that's really made to see live because there's a lot of things going on on the ice that I think when guys see that, then all the fans see it for the first time, they become hooked that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've watched I've been watching some games in Britain, even as low as sort of um, sort of third tier down, and there's some there's some good players in there, and I'm, it, it's sort of to watch an NHL game, must be must be incredible live. I will have to definitely try and do it one day, but um, sort of what's
1: perfect. The 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 one thing about the NHL, which I, I've told a lot of kids, as it's actually easier to play in the NHL than it is to play in the minors because because mm-hmm. the, they're so good. Like the the players, like the pass is always on your stick. You know, it's it's all you know those little types of things like that that go a long way, um, you know, to making the game easier. Like skilled, smart hockey players, they have they they, they survive in the NHL because they're so good at making those plays.
0: Yeah, and um, I mean. Talking about ice hockey, I can't help but mention obviously the the legend that was Wayne Gretzky. Um, yep. to you, Tony Hand, um, the, the British guy, um, he never actually he was in the same farm um development team, but he never actually shared the ice with him. Um, but I asked him a little bit about seeing Wayne and saying, seeing him in action. For you, was, was would you agree that he's probably the greatest that's played your game?
1: I mean, he's the greatest I've ever seen. Um, you know, from a live standpoint. Um, you know, the, there's different types of players. Like, I think that's sometimes the hardest thing. Like, Gordie Howe was unbelievable. Like, Gordie Howe was the most probably complete because he could score, he could fight, he, could, he would hit. Um, you know, and then you look at, guys, like, Mark Messier was probably one of the greatest leaders in the game. Um, you know, it, but, pro, you know, Bobby Orr was probably the greatest offensive defenseman, but unfortunately his career was cut short by a knee injury um you know so there's all sorts of definitely little things like that that you know have had an
0: effect on people as well yeah definitely i mean did you i'm guessing you watched a lot of ice hockey growing up did you Uh, in the states
1: (laughs) yeah i watched. i watch i watch a lot now you can even ask my wife
0: (laughs) Uh. (laughs) busy scouting (laughs) um that's great well um Last question for you, actually, before I let you go off to do your uh, several jobs that you probably yeah. do. um, what what next for the Blaze? You think? Obviously, you want to try and improve your form. You said you know things are starting to click a bit better now with your new group of players. I mean, what can Blaze fans really sort of expect in the next few weeks?
1: Well, I think they I think they're going to continue. I think the, the fans will continue to see the improvements in the team. You know, I, I, I've you know I, I've asked that of the fans is to kind of Sometimes you got to be a little patient, um, you know, from that standpoint, you know, because there is a process that goes on. Um, so I think the biggest thing the fans will be able to say is they're, they're going to see an improvement in the team week in, week, in, week out. Um, you know, for now, it's trying to get some form going because we go to the Continental Cup next weekend. So we want to be playing better hockey. Um, so with Manchester and Nottingham this weekend, it's, it's big for us to try to get going the right way. And then hopefully that will propel us into a good weekend next weekend as well in Poland.
0: Yeah, I mean, talk. Sorry, talking about your obviously you, your European venture. I mean, how how is it sort of switching between the two? Because, you, like you said, it's very different the styles. One week you got your guys are playing in the uh, the elite league and they're playing a certain way. Then they go over to Europe and play this. I mean, it must be an interesting sort of aspect for you coaching personally.
1: It is, and that that's definitely a, a different you know mindset that way um so you know it's we're going to try to watch some film on them and you know some of these other teams and we just have to go and play our our game you know and then we'll kind of tweak things along the way a little bit to to get better and um you know hopefully we can have a successful tournament there and and propel ourselves into the next round
0: yeah great well all the best chuck Um thanks again always great to speak to you and uh and um, no doubt speak to you soon
1: All right, all the best.
0: Take care, Chuck. Bye, mate. Bye. Bye.